We wake up in the next morning and again, there's just these weird signs everywhere. And one of the guys on the team was a local from that area. He grew up in that in that southern New South Wales area. And we're about to get back in the trucks and, and head down to Melbourne. And he goes to us, so guys, we just slept in an old mental hospital. Wow. And we had spent the night in an abandoned, rural, rundown, old mental hospital. Yeah, that left the team feeling a bit eerie for the rest of the day. Hey, welcome to the Vault podcast, everybody. My name is David Wakeley, a pastor at Hillsong Church in Sydney, Australia. Today, if you're a regular viewer of this podcast, you'll realize I'm completely alone. My wife, Becky, is not here with me. Funny Man Dan is not here with me. But I did want to take this opportunity to, to, to take this opportunity to interview someone who has been on this podcast before, but has since abandoned us. Let's get into the intro. We know that not every leader in kids' ministry is in a big staff team. In fact, more than half of the churches around the world have solo pastors. But no one should be alone in ministry, so we humbly ask you to consider us as part of your team. Welcome to the vault where you keep our most valuable things. And what is more valuable than wisdom? Today the wisdom is coming to us courtesy of Hamish Boyd-Jones, the posh man with a posh name. How you doing? Doing very well, Dave. Nice to be here. And it's good to be back on the Vault podcast. Exactly. The last time you were here, you were still on our staff. But as I said, abandon's a strong word, but you have a growing family. You wanted to move back to be near where your family is, which for you is in the north coast of, of New South Wales, just above Sydney. Yep. And how has it been going living in the life of luxury? Oh, it's fantastic. We are, you know, moving from the hills district of Sydney to be two minutes from the beach is very, very nice and have in-laws just around the corner and cousins and family around. It's It's been really, really nice and really refreshing. So yeah, it's been good. I do want to make a point though. You can live in Sydney and still be two minutes from the beach. I do want to say you that. can, you can, if, if you, if you're a millionaire, yes. If you're a multi, <laughs> yeah, yeah, multi-millionaire. Yeah. 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 If you can afford hundred percent. Yeah. If you can afford it. Yes. <laughs> When you were with us on our team, BJ, you oversaw all of our events, our systems, our programs, and the logistics. Probably four of the most boring words to someone who wants to work in kids' ministry. But as you've said before, these are not boring things. Am I right? No, they are definitely not boring things. And they are things that if you get them right, they, they are underpin everything that you do in kids' ministry. And so getting them right means everything else becomes a lot easier and uh, you're able to actually... Uh, do what you want to do in your ministry and do what you're called to do. Absolutely. Uh, you have you were on staff here. I don't know. See, how long were you on staff here for? I was on staff for eight years, on team for about 16, 17 years on yes, Hillsong Kids There was Kids a team. long history before you came yep. on staff of being very involved as a key volunteer in, yep. uh, in, in the life of our ministry. Um, yeah, so ran, ran age groups, ran age groups, ran campuses, uh, oversaw logistics for events underneath our previous events person. Yeah, I, I've kind of done any position you can think of in kids ministry other than creative because I can't sing. That's true. We can all vouch for that. BJ, you said something to me once you left team and we were talking together about creating volunteer training resources to help other people learn. And you said... Uh, something very interesting. What was the realization you came to? I realized that if, to train kids pastors, to actually teach you how to do kids ministry at a very specific and detailed level, particularly in Australia, there was pretty much nothing out there. There is one or two things in, in America, 
but they weren't really specific. They were more generalized and a part of another course. Or, you know, you went to seminary college or Bible college and you had one subject for five minutes on kids ministry. And so I discovered that there wasn't really anything out there in the way of a well-rounded, complete, fully packaged training course for kids pastors. And, and you also realized that trying to do that while working at church here would have been a nightmare. Oh yeah, I I also realized why there why it doesn't exist because <laughs> it it's just impossible to do when you're also trying to run your own ministry. Even even the size that Hillsong Kids was particularly back in 2018 2019 with the team we had and the resources we had, it just it just wouldn't have been possible to, to create this training course. And anytime we sat down to try and do it, I, you know, I've sat with you in the past, I've sat with Nathan McLean in the past or, or any of our other key team to try and do, okay, how do we create a training course? And then five minutes later, the next event pops up or, you know, another announcement gets made and we're doing something else, we're doing something else and you just get distracted. And so we never got around to doing it and turns out no one else did either. Exactly. So, when you're, in the midst of doing the work of the ministry, it very much is hard to take a step back when your whole focus is on the audience, in our case, children. But yeah. when we want to create a that kind of resource, that's not focused well, on children and, at all. It's and, focused on the people that lead children. And you're and always very busy doing on the next thing. Other thing. Yeah, and you're you're always focused on the next thing. And so you get to a Tuesday or a Monday, whatever your first day in the office is, or your first day volunteering. I know a lot of the listeners here are volunteers, and so you're constantly thinking about the next Sunday, the next Sunday or the next event. And so you very rarely have time to actually kind of lift your head and step back and go, how do we do this big picture? Because we're always running a million miles an hour, just trying to get the next Sunday or the next service or the next volunteer or whatever it is that, that is next on your to-do list. Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, because I'm very keen to hear from you about what you've learned in creating this resource. You're doing a lot of things with your your new venture, kidminconsulting.com.au. Is that right? That is correct. Or kidmin.au. I also got that one. That's real short, just kidmin.au. You started, you realized you, you in creating all of this content, you've hit technical issues and with, with, with equipment, but we don't really want to focus on the equipment. Let's just talk about the content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we act. Yeah. What's the most obvious thing you, you kind of start off when you were thinking about this? Well, we, I started writing out the, the, the content of what we wanted to teach people and what we wanted to do, because we, after realizing this course didn't exist, we went, well, let's create it. We've got the time now. I've got the, the knowledge and the skill set, as well as talking to a couple of different people. So we started to map out what it looked like. And the, the course outline map probably changed five or six times between when I first wrote it and when we actually recorded it, just because we, 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 we as we went along, we realized different things about what people need to know. And so we landed on a structure that is kind of all the basics together and then all the next level stuff together and then all of the extras together. And so we kind of figured that people wanted bite-sized chunks to learn different things at different times. And we didn't want to overwhelm everyone with all these different things that you can do in kids ministry. Because I know that a lot of kids ministries, as you say, they're, they're volunteer pastors, they've maybe got 50 kids and they're not going to be able to do everything that is possible in kids ministry, but they want to be able to do the basics, the fundamentals really, really well and, and nail that. And if they do that, they're still going to have an incredible kids ministry. They're still going to have a healthy, thriving, you know, Jesus loving kids ministry, but they're able to just focus on those fundamentals. So we kind of learned that by structuring it that way, it was going to help the most people the easiest way. And that way they didn't have to buy the whole course. They could just 
you know, get chunks of it for whatever they needed. But that took us a while to, to figure that out. We kind of went through different iterations of the course and spoke to different people and we landed on on what it is now, what it is today. So what is, give me the overview of that. So you went through many iterations, but I think it's an interesting place to come to and people to think about their own training from their churches. What was the kind of the structure that you you ended up with in a big picture? In a big picture, we landed on, like I said, so that the first the first part is all of your fundamentals. So what, what at a baseline, if you only did those things, what must be true for you to just be successful and reach kids and minister to them? Not necessarily do all the frilly bits and all the extra bits, but what must be true for you just to minister to kids and have a healthy church? So we pulled all those things together and created three modules around that, which was uh, volunteers, basic programs, and then discipleship. They're the, they're the three things. If you get them really well and nail them, you're going to have an incredible kids ministry that is thriving and reaching kids. And so then we kind of moved on and went, okay, well, once you've nailed the basics and you've got all of that true and down pack, what are those extra things, the next level things you wanted to do? And so we looked at, okay, well, with your teams and your programs, what are things we can add on? So different things like getting kids involved in the in the work of the ministry. So we've created a, a full kids leadership program that they could, that is included in the training course that they can implement. Now that's not something you need to be doing at a base level of kids ministry, but it is something that once you've got the base level, you add on to that and you can you can go to the next level on that. And then the final part, we realized that there's all these extra bits in kids ministry, like budgets or launching new locations or things like that, that we don't really think about day to day, but they are a part of kids ministry. So we bundled them all together and we called it, we, we were trying to figure out what to call this, this part of the course. And we decided to have a bit of fun with it. And the, the letters of each of the, of each of the modules spell bells. So it's the kid mean bells, budgets, events, locations, and systems all go together. Nice. That is really fascinating to me. I would suggest you and maybe argue that I would love to see all of locations every church around the world, getting to that second section that you talked about, which is kids serving. In fact, I think last episode or a couple of episodes ago, I talked about this should be your goal for 2024. You should be getting your kids serving. So I love that that's, 100%. That, that's the next big thing you talk about. A hundred percent. I think anyone who does the basic, we call it the fundamentals course, right? So anyone who does the fundamentals, once they've nailed that, it's not time to stop. Everyone should be striving to get to that next level, to take their kids' ministries up a notch. But what I realized through talking to a lot of different people across all different walks of life in kids ministry is that a lot of people are just, they don't even know how to do the basics. They don't even know how to, you know, run a, a standard program or anything like that. And so a hundred percent, once you've nailed the fundamentals, let's get everyone moving on to the next level and creating these, these extra things like getting kids involved in the work of the ministry or like adding family areas or, you know, anything else like that, that bit of the course, if I just talk about that for a second, in there, we talk about multi-level leadership. We talk about not just having you and a very flat leadership. We talk about, you know, having different layers and levels of leadership, which not everyone's going to have. But when you do that, it allows you to take your kids ministry to a whole nother level. We talk about doing birthdays, like everyone should be doing birthdays, but if you're not doing it, that's, that's not a basic thing. Like you, 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 you can still be doing the basics and not doing birthdays, but once you've nailed the basics, Let's do birthdays. Let's do kids leadership. Let's do all that kind of stuff. And so that's all in the next level training course. Absolutely. That idea of celebrating birthdays is so key and important. There are very few celebrations that a child has that are unique to them. We all celebrate Christmas, Easter, etc. 
but your birth is unique to you and can really make a difference. So 100%. And so in the, in the next level training course, we actually provide you with a full birthday resources pack. We tell you how to, how, how the best way to, to celebrate birthdays, the easiest way. It doesn't add heaps to, to the bottom line budget. It doesn't add heaps of time. We give it all included in that training course there. I'll tell you how to do it. So it's all in there. Now you've had a chance to step back because you were functioning at a very high level in terms of the budgets you're overseeing, the the events that we were pulling off across Australia, not just in our Sydney location, but we had vans and trucks and jumping castles traveling all over the nation. Here's what I want to ask you. The three main things you've learned since abandoning us. I'm sorry, moving on to your next stage of life. So the three the three major things I've I'm gonna do I'm gonna do four. I'm gonna do four. Because the first thing I've okay, learned I'll allow just, it. just the first thing I've learned about the training course is that was that was so much work to create it. It took six months of just solid work. It was just it was insane. I'd, if I had a known now or a know then, I might not have embarked on this on this whole process. Anyway, sure. the three things I've learned is the number one thing that I've learned, and I think it's something that I learn, I relearn all the time. I relearn this lesson every time something big happens, and that is that your number one asset, your number one focus, always forever, will always be your team. The team that's around you, and so, yes, I I abandoned. I, I I finished up my season on the Hillsland Kids team, but I still had to have a team around me. So I still created a team of of people that helped me around me, and it was a lot smaller team to create the training course. But team is still something that is is absolutely essential, and you are never ever going to do anything of of greatness without team. Every single person in history who has done anything great, has had team, and they've looked after their team well. They've built it. They've had a healthy team. They've valued their team. So for me, that is one of the biggest lessons that I continue to learn is, is to how important your team is. Sure. The second lesson is along the same lines, but it, it's a different nuance to it, and that is that the community around you is so important. The people you spend time with will actually determine the direction you go in your ministry or the direction you go in life or the decisions you make, the type of person that you're going to become. And so making sure that the community around you and the people that you spend time with are actually who you want to be and where you want to be. And I look back on the community of Hillsong Kids and the and the people that we did life with, and it was absolutely incredible. Like the 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 way that that community would always pull together any time it was needed to, whether it be in good times or, or 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 sad times, was absolutely incredible. And moving up here, the community that my wife and I found in family and in friends up here is 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 absolutely incredible as well. And so, actually putting that focus on community and not ignoring it and not thinking that we can do life on our own or that we, you know, we're just going to move somewhere random and not create community is 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 an invaluable lesson. The third thing, and I love talking about this because it's it's definitely something I've I again continue to learn, but learn in a big way in doing this training course. And that is that budgets don't matter. And when I say budgets don't matter, budgets don't matter if you really want to pull something off. We wanted to create this training course, but I, at that point we didn't I didn't I just finished a job. There was not necessarily heaps of money to, to create this. It wasn't, you know, this wasn't created with hundreds of millions of dollars worth of TV studios and and fancy film crews and everything like that. And and if you really want to do something, whether it be in ministry or in life, the budget that you have to do it shouldn't be a limiting factor. You'll always find a way to do it. You'll always find a way around it. And I think that's especially true in kids ministry where we always feel like we don't have enough budget. 
it's particularly in kids ministry you know we we often a lot of churches in, in in kids ministry they get the last bits of the budget they get the forgotten bit oh we've got a kids ministry we'll give them how much we've got left over you can still do incredible things with that budget uh, and you can mm -hmm. still do what you want to do in your kids ministry with that budget you might just have to think about things differently or do things a little bit differently and it's that lesson that we learned that we implemented inside the budgets module of our training course and we teach people how to do kids ministry on a shoestring budget and how to do big things with little little amounts or turn little amounts of money into big projects and big things and so that's definitely something that i've learned you know i used to think that we couldn't do the training course because we didn't have any money well, that wasn't the reason we never did this training course. It was other reasons. And, you know, you can you can do things even when you've got look, small budgets. Awesome. So they are the three things. Was that four? That was four. Three, three team community budgets. But then the, the bonus one is just that this the training course was massive to make. I I honestly <laughs> thought I would finish up because I finished up with Hillsong Kids in January. I thought the training course would be launched, ready to go by the end of March. And um, we oh. launched it. We launched it at the start of this month, start of October. So... <laughs> Today, today I was editing something we filmed approximately uh, a year and a half ago. So sometimes projects yep. take a long time. Yeah, yeah. Even when we we're filming it, we decided we wanted to film it somewhere nice, and so we rented an Airbnb and turned it into a into a bit of a studio. And we went, oh yeah, to, like two days. We'll get it for three nights. So we got it for <laughs> two days. That's that's enough to shoot it. And by 5 p.m. on the first day, we barely scratched the service. So we ended up filming until midnight, both nights, because we didn't want to get an extra day on the Airbnb, and we just knew we had to get it filmed. <laughs> so even the filming took, you know, twice as the amount of time. That's what we thought it was going to um, take. Yeah, filming is one of those things that fills the gaps of whatever time you give for it. I think that's something that, that you know, just as a little side note as well for everyone, always building buffers into everything that you do, right? whether it be run sheets, budgets, what you think you're going to do, you know, if you've got an, if you've got a venue until 6 PM, run sheet, run sheet, your, your, your record until 5 PM, knowing that that last hour is just to clean things up or finish off something that you didn't get done in the first hour or, or whatever, you know, like, I think that's, yeah, that's really definitely good. something that's, um, um yeah. before we finish, I need to hear from you. If you can pull up from the dredges of your memory, a, just a great or horrible event story. The worst thing that happened in an event traveling across the state or across the nation. What are you thinking about that? If you'd like to check out what what Hamish is up to, you can go to, as he said, kidman.au or kidmanconsulting.com.au. If you're watching this on YouTube, the, the link will be below in the doobly-doo. And definitely check it out. I think it's something really invaluable. As we've said before, you won't have the time to do this if you are in ministry right now. So it's something you need to find elsewhere potentially, or at least uh, give you a framework to to help build your own training. So before yeah, we I, go, what, what, what's the jump on story that. you got for us, BJ? Before I, before I give you the story, I just want to jump on what you just said. A lot of us think that we're going to create our own training for our leaders. And a lot of us go, I, I want to do it because I want it to be my face. Well, Something that we do in this training course and something that we are more than happy for anyone to do is if you take this training course and there's a video that you really, really like and you and you want that, you want to show your team, number one, you can show your team our video or you can use our video as inspiration to create your own video. But that way you're not creating the whole training course. You're just creating sections of it that you want for your team. And the other right. thing I'll say that I forgot to say earlier, you might have noticed that throughout all my talking, I haven't mentioned safety at all. So Okay, yeah. 
we we started to have different safety elements in the training course and we realized that it's such a big topic in kids ministry in today that we were it, we actually pulled everything out and it we are developing a standalone safe kids ministries training course that we are getting experts involved with so i'm not necessarily an expert in child safety even though that was a big part of my role and so we're getting people who have been doing this involved in this for decades uh, involved. And so it's taking a little bit longer. It's probably going to be another couple of months until we get that ready to go, but there will be a full Safe Kids Ministries course that involved in that as well. So on to your question about uh, a story, the one that pops to mind, I don't know if you, I don't know if this would be horribly going wrong, but uh, we used to do this thing, Kids Fest Tour, where we would, as you said, we'd, we'd take our equipment across the country to different capital cities and run our one day event in those cities and the first year we planned it surprise surprise we got the driving times wrong and we thought we were going to be able to drive from a to b uh, a lot quicker than what it actually took and so we were driving from for those of you in australia who would know this we're driving from brisbane to melbourne and we thought we were going to be able to do it in like a day and a half two days with driving overnight and things like that with the trucks got from brisbane to sydney late we had dinner in Sydney. We left Sydney late and we had accommodation booked just south of Canberra just for us to stop and get a couple of hours sleep. There was a team of about 12 of us across three or four different vehicles. And so we left Sydney at 10 p.m. We get into this accommodation at like 1 a.m. and we are all absolutely knackered. And it was an accommodation booked for 12 people. So it's quite a large building. And we get there and just has this weird eerie feeling it's not in town it's just outside of this local country town and there's individual rooms with like a bed or two in each room and it's just it feels a bit weird and so we all we're all just so tired we crashed out fall asleep we wake up in the next morning and again there's just these weird signs everywhere and one of the guys on the team was a local from that area he grew up in that in that southern new south wales area and we're about to get back in the trucks and in, head down to melbourne and he goes to us so guys, we just slept in an old mental hospital. <laughs> and wow. we had spent the night in an abandoned, rural, rundown, old mental hospital. And uh, yeah, that left the team feeling a bit eerie for the rest of the day. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit fun. So someone had renovated it well nope. or? Nope, not renovated at all. It, it apparently shut down about 15 years ago as a hospital and it, it sat there as a private, like just privately owned and about five years before we were there, they decided right. to just put it on Airbnb with some fresh beds and a couple of extra curtains, but no, not renovated, not just, wow. that's what I mean. It still had the oh, ward that's... signs above the corridors. Like it still had right labels, like names of what the each corridor and ward was and everything. Yeah, it was crazy. Beautiful. The things you'll do, the things you'll see, the things you get up to in kids' ministry. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It has been amazing chatting to you, Mr. Hamish Boyd-Jones. I really appreciate your time. Uh, check him out online. Pleasure being here. Uh, thank you so much for being with us, everybody. Thanks so much, Mr. Hamish Boyd-Jones. Thank see you, you very much. See you next time on The Vault.